This podcast is brought to you by the Reform Witness Committee of Hope Protestant Reformed Church in Walker, Michigan. It is our goal to spread our distinct Protestant Reformed views based on the Word of God and the Reformed Confessions. We hope that this message is edifying to you. Today's meditation is Polished in Tender Mercy. For that, we will read Romans chapter 8, verses 18 through the end of the chapter. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the firstfruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose." For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall then we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own Son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is, risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. 
For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What do you have planned for today? It may or may not take place. It all depends on what the all-wise God of all mercy has planned in his eternal, unchangeable counsel. That counsel is not a dead blueprint, but a living plan that he eternally has in mind and that is constantly before his consciousness. All in that counsel is designed to realize the day when the kingdom of Christ will be established upon the new earth, and God will be all in all. Then the church of Christ will be crowned with the glory that he now has at God's right hand. The exact measure of glory, as well as the exact way it will be realized for each individual believer, and the exact moment of his entrance into it with his soul, is all unchangeably decreed in that council, or living plan. Asaph did not at first see that. He envied the wicked in their earthly prosperity. His own poverty and afflictions made him question God's love and tender mercy for him. He could not see how the rough road on which he was traveling could lead to heavenly glory. He wanted earthly glory as an evidence of coming heavenly glory. Being chastened every morning and plagued all the day long, he could not see that God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. Psalm 73, verse 1. Later on, he did see this and began his psalm with these words. But for a time, he questioned where the days of his years were bringing him. It seemed useless to walk in God's law and to have faith in his covenant faithfulness. Do not borrow his unbelief today or ever in the future, when the going is rough. Instead, take hold of his words after God caused him to see the light. In Psalm 73, verse 23, he writes, Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holden me by my right hand. This is versified beautifully in the words, In doubt and temptation... I rest, Lord, in thee. My hand is in thy hand. Thou carest for me. Yes, he does care for us in our afflictions. For with these he is polishing us and getting us ready for that heavenly glory in Christ. To close for today, the psalm choir will sing Psalter number 202, stanza 1.
Thank you for listening to this message. It is our hope that it was edifying to you. Please subscribe to our podcast. We publish daily meditations, Heidelberg Catechism Lord's Day sermons on Wednesdays, and topical podcasts on Fridays. You can find more information about us at our website, hopeprchurch.org, and you can email us with any questions or feedback at hope rwc at gmail.com. Thank you.